I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Get a sponsorship ad gently teased into the earphones of 100,000-plus highly engaged listeners, both within this show and promoting our partnership across ACAST's other hit podcast. The Noise Next Door will even get creative and make your ad for you. Contact us through this app or via producerpool.co.uk and we'll tell you more. Today on Fantasy Five, it's Roll Doll versus Dr. Zeus. This is the podcast where we, the Noise Next Door, create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history, and real life. Then we see these teams battle it out on the pitch to see who will be crowned victorious. I am your host for today, Sam, and I'm joined by Pundit Tom. Hello, Sam. Thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> it's mine and Sam's job uh, to provide criticism and angry responses to the teams that our managers put forward. And then later on in this episode, we'll be in charge of the highlights from the match itself. Today, our managers are Robin and Matt. First up, it's Robin. Who have you got, Robin? Oh, this week I am living every child's dream from the 60s all the way through to right now. And I'm managing uh, Roald Dahl Athletic. Uh, and I, I can't help <laughs> but think that I'm probably going to be getting most of the angry rebuttal side of what you're going to throw my way. <laughs> Sounds about right. You've had a premonition. And manager <laughs> number two, it's Matt. Who have you got? This week there were players that I had to choose from the wonderful, wonderful world of Dr. Zeus. Most of the characters <laughs> I know that I knew, but to be sure, I stole all the books from my nephew. <laughs> it's going to be a long hour, guys. Strap in. Strap in. Um, a quick spoiler warning, as ever. I'm not sure how many spoilers there are going to be from the twits or Cat in a Hat, but just in case you haven't read them, there will be spoilers, uh, even though we will also be focusing mainly on their footballing prowess of these characters. Uh, also, do please head to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and follow and review Fantasy Five with five stars, unless you hated it, in which case, <laughs> leave. Uh, now, without further ado, let's hear those Fantasy Fives. Robin, you are today's home team Talk us through your Roald Dahl selections. Roald Dahl Athletic. It's it's an absolute pleasure to be uh, to be managing it. Um, I before we start, I really love the idea of Twitter kicking up an absolute fuss over Roald Dahl spoilers. If we can make that happen, I'd really like that. That would just be a great <laughs> hashtag that I would certainly follow. Um, so yeah, all right, let's begin. Uh, as every as do you know what? I'm going to start with my my striker. I think my my star player really. Um, he is a lone striker at the top uh, and. I think it's obvious who I'm choosing, really. I only need this player. It's Danny 
the champion of the world. <laughs> that is basically all you need to know about Danny. He's the champion. He's the champion of the world. He's already done it. Now, some champions, of course, you can fall from grace, but I'm a Southampton fan, right, in real life. And if like a world champion player, like, you know, like a Ronaldo or a Messi or a Ricky Lambert came sort of sniffing around uh, around Southampton, I'm, I'm going to bite your hand off to have that player. Regardless, regardless of if I will build a team around it. And that's what I've done with Danny. He's the champion of the world. I don't think that Dr. Zeus has got any champions, let alone of the whole world. So uh, that's my my lone striker. I think he's going to be a great shout. Now, my team is all about really balancing (laughs) risky tactics in terms of, you know, things that might get you carded, might get you a little bit naughty, naughty slap on the wrist times. And the good the good boys and girls who are going to stick to stick to the rules the whole way through. Now, Danny, champion of the world, definitely falls more on the risky, risky boy side of it, because as we know from the books, he is not above putting sleeping pills in raisins. And I just think that's going to be a snack that you can't avoid. Oh, a little raisin before a game. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, I'm a I'm a Dr. Zeusy boy and I'm speaking in rhyme and I'm going to have a raisin. And now I'm asleep. What I'm saying is that Danny is not only the champion of the world. He's also a drug pusher. And I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, I I don't know Danny, champion of the world. Well, but is that a thing that he puts sleeping pills in raisins? In, specifically raisins. <clears throat> specifically raisins, yeah. Because, um, okay, because because raisins and sleeping pills are the same size. So I just feel like you might notice. <laughs> it's a very well put together point. So what Danny's also the champion of, and uh, do you know what? I'm actually going to bring in my other player quite, quite early in this discussion because I think that he would be useful in this because in my attacking midfield, backing up Danny, I've got the one and only Willy Wonka. Now, when it comes to making mm. ridiculous sized sweet things willy wonka's your guy right so if you see a six foot sure. raisin you're gonna be like yeah i'm gonna have some of that six foot raisin yes. holy shit it's got a load of sleeping <laughs> pills in doesn't matter it's a six foot raisin so willy is actually backing danny up there i hadn't thought about it but it's a tactic that i think is going to work quite effectively <laughs> I-, I guess my question is again like sam i don't really know danny champion of the world very much because you know most of the roll dolls books were mainly like pictures and that was like an actual book mm. so i couldn't be bothered as a child yeah like so what 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 makes him the champion of the world that's my main question what what gives him this title well, to be honest, Tom, at the end of the book, he's just told he is. And I quite like that as, a, as, a, <laughs> as an idea. So his dad just basically goes, oh, it's Danny. He's the champion of the world. He's not. He's just saved a load of pheasants. But, um, but that, that makes him the champion of the world. <laughs> Now, importantly about Danny, he is um, Danny's dad is a poacher, right? He's a poacher. He likes a, a pheasant poacher, and um, that's 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 good. So he's going to be a poacher. He's going to be out there getting all the goals. So I think you know, I'm not. He's not really a poacher by by trade, but he's grown up around that. So there's going to be a level of inbuilt accuracy. How much of it is genetic? We're going to find out with Danny, champion of the world, as being the champion of the world. So champion of the world in this instance refers to champion as in like, oh, he's a champion for a cause. Not as in he's won the world. Uh, I think that you're interpreting it that way, but you don't know. Mm. <laughs> you don't know. You, no, you don't know what he went on to know. achieve in later life. It could be. Um, <laughs> this could just be a complete throwaway comment by Danny's dad. It could be that Danny has already won Wimbledon, for instance, and Danny's going, ah, oh, Danny's dad is going, ah, oh, Danny, you're the champion of the world. And that's just not mentioned at all in the rest of the book, but it, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not saying yeah. that being the champion of Wimbledon is a great thing for a football player, but it, uh, listen, athleticism, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> So that's Danny, but I mentioned obviously Willy, Willy Wonka is going to be in there as my attacking midfielder. Now, mm. this I feel very strongly about, very strongly. First thing, now, I am a bit concerned about him backing and Danny working so close together because Willy Wonka is vicious. I mean, like he famously 
gleefully murders children like gleefully just like all over his chocolate factory there's just corpses of kids who've won competitions he's a bit weird and what i like about him as a player and i think you know sam you know all of the you're the encyclopedia of football here you know all the players i love that he's utterly mental like you just have really no idea what he's gonna do and i think that makes him really hard to predict like at the end of the book, he just gives his chocolate factory away to a kid. Like, no, all he, all that kid did was buy a bar of chocolate. Like, that's that's a mad reason to give a child anything. Um, so I, I love it. I just think, and I, I quite like that. I like that insanity. Like, what's he going to do? Um, nobody knows. Now, I'm ready to be shot down on this next point, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> Are Oompa Loompas accessories <laughs> oh i think that that brings in some very sketchy moral stuff that i don't think you want to get into uh i mean well, they're his employees i guess aren't they Te- yeah yeah if you have to assume that he pays them well he pays them in beans he does mention that he pays them in a rare bean oh. that they really like how about squirrels can squirrels be accessories a squirrel could be a accessory wicked i'm having one of the squirrels that is trained to crack nuts because right. That's just a threat, isn't it? What's what's Willy Wonka got? He's got a squirrel that's going to crack your nuts. Oh, no. Scared. I'm scared of Willy Wonka yeah, and his mad bad. squirrel. Also, squirrels sometimes carry rabies. Fancy that. <laughs> Fancy that. Um, so this is this is just a few little bits. So I agree with the Oompa Loompas. I was really ready to be shot down on both, so I'm thrilled he can have his squirrel. He's also another accessory he obviously has is his cane. Now, the Gene Wilder uh, Willy Wonka is, is amazing with the cane. It's just constantly like flicking it out, stopping people walking. And so I like the idea that, you know, one of one of Matt's teams, the the, the buddy team, is uh, is running towards my goal and suddenly Willy Wonka's there with his cane and you just, you just can't go any further, Willy said. But the main <laughs> tactic is this. Okay. He's on the ball, right? Attacking midfielder. He's on the ball. He's making a probing run right down the middle of the park. Oh my goodness. Centre back goes to Willie, right? Willie stops. Why has he stopped? That's crazy. He's just stopped dead. Then he takes a couple of steps back. Now, as a centre back, you're going to press that advantage, right? Yeah? Of course you are. Yeah, you're happy to say you're going to press that advantage. So what you could say is that the the centre back goes with him. So they come with him and then they find themselves in a world of pure imagination. What? I was just on the pitch and now I've just done a little bit of pressing football and I'm in a world of pure imagination. How are they going to do anything from that point? Nothing. That's it. Game over for that centre-back. And Willie can just do that to every player. Just, oh, come with me. World of pure imagination. Come with me. World of pure imagination. Fight me. I mean, I'd love to, but the, the logic is very solid. It, the, the song is clear. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. So as, as long as he can dupe them into coming with him in some way. Yeah, I mean, he dupes children in with delicious chocolate and, and presumably, like you said, with giant raisins. It might <laughs> gather a little bit of suspicion. Yeah, once the first player's gone, you know. What, yes. Yeah, I'm... I- I guess we'll have to see in the match. Yeah. Also, obviously, I, I mentioned before that the sort of the whole team is sort of like balancing that is it okay, is it not okay? Uh, Willy Wonka, also a rule breaker. Actually, looking through my entire team, I've got one person who's not a rule breaker. So um, it's mainly breaking <laughs> the rules, and then uh, one person who doesn't. Um, but the coming with me and ending up in a world of pure imagination—that's your fault that you've ended up in a world of pure imagination. Like, there's no, there's no kidnap or anything there. I think that's fine. Um, but yeah. he so. I think synergy-wise, my team is good so far, right? Danny, the champion of the world, with the Raisins, with Willy Wonka. And then this is also another great bit of synergy. Um, between, uh, I've got two midfielders. So Willy Wonka is very much my attacking midfielder, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that vicious nature, happy to murder kids. And my defensive midfielder, and I think comes as no surprise, is the BFG, the big friendly giant, okay? Mm. Right. Firstly, 
let's just get this out of the way. He's playing massive, right? It, gigantic, some might say. He can like just like he just wanders over to Buckingham Palace from like wherever it is he lives. And even if he only lives in Woking, <laughs> that's still a hell of a walk, isn't it? And he just does it like that. So uh, he's big, right? He's a big boy. Um <clears throat> And th- this is one of my... Oh, no, I've got two. I've got two good players. This is one of my uh, my um, my good players. He's not going to break the rules because he's famously very friendly. He's friendly. He's a friendly giant. He's big. So that's the first one. He's friendly. That's the second point. Yeah. But this is my main issue. So <laughs> your centre-back, right, we've already discussed and, and realised that your centre-back is going to go with Willy Wonka and end up in a world of pure imagination. Um, now, Tom, <laughs> Sam, where do dreams come from? Your imagination. Your imagination. And the BFG can suck dreams out of your head and put them in bottles, in little jars, and just leave them in his pantry. So now you're not only just in a world of pure imagination, you're in a bottle in a pantry in Woking. That's what I'm saying is happening with the BFG. And I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good synergy there between the three. What do you reckon? So you're saying that Wonka brings the person into a world of pure imagination. And then because they're now in the world of pure imagination, the BFG can pluck them in their entirety, stick them in a jar, lock them in a cupboard, because now they're pure imagination. Pure imagination. And so are dreams. Yeah. Is that is that the tactic? That's that's science, Tom. You've just done a really good bit Robin, of this is science. the best you've ever done on this podcast by some distance. <laughs> that's good. That was more fantastical, yet made more sense than Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one tactic with the BFG. The other tactic, of course, is what it's important that you're well-rested before a game, right? I think that's very important. Now, the BFG famously goes around collecting nightmares from kids so that they don't have nightmares, and it's, it's lovely. But what that means is you've got, like, a massive stack of nightmares. So, like, you're asleep on the team bus, and then what's that that's whizzing through the air? Oh, no, my teeth have fallen out. I'm having a scary time. There's a snake attacking my balls. And that's the BFG's doing. And then you wake <laughs> up, and you're like, oh, God, you're not rested at all. You, you've, you've, you know, you've jumped back into consciousness. So if you're not in a world of pure imagination... Doesn't, doesn't he destroy the... The nightmares. He, he did. He did before he signed contract with me. <laughs> he used to. He's been, he's been hoarding them ever since. Oh, he's got some bad boys. Also, it's been COVID year. Imagine the state yeah. of these nightmares. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that can... I'm not sure about this. I don't know if you can just willfully change a thing he does. That's like saying, mm. oh, I signed a bad football player, but then I made him good now. In the contract, he has to be good. I agree with Sam on that one. I, the BFG would not do that. That's not in his nature at I'm all. I'm also interested. Okay. Why is why is he uh, why is he in midfield? Like uh, just just straight from what you said, I'm thinking goalkeeper mainly because he he catches stuff. Yeah, no, dreams, no, there is a reason that he's in, he in uh, he's in midfield, mm-hmm. um, and it's to do with his hydration. So um, I wanted because because of <laughs> not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> Basically. The reason is obviously because he drinks water. He drinks water. Well, not, is it water? How dare you, you incredibly rude man! It's not water. The BF3 will drink exclusively Frobscottle, which is the the drink in the BFG, <laughs> which makes him fart loads. And what I wanted from this particular player is I wanted somebody who could roam quite a lot. Uh, I think that I've got a relatively attacking formation here, but I did want him to be able to get back nice and quick. So all he's going to do is he's going to have a little hip flask, of, hip flask of Frobscottle, take a little sip of Frobscottle, and then do a massive guff, and then just he flies from his guffs, lands back in the box. What are you going to do about that? This if, is if you're not in a world of pure imagination. I understand the nightmare thing you were saying. I think that's totally fair enough. I like the synergy in general, though. It's good so far. Like, because he calls farts whiz pops, right? Yeah. God. Which I do feel is a lollipop that Willy Wonka could make. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and there's that scene in Willy, uh, in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I can never remember what the actual name of it is. But where... Um, uh, Charlie and his grandpa are, are floating because they've drunk something 
Isn't, is it drinking? No, it's, it's uh, bubblegum, isn't it? It's bubblegum. All I'm saying is Willy Wonka's definitely found some frob scuttle and been like, how are we going to make this cool? They're just floating. It's guffs. It's guff, it's guff floating. That's what it is. <laughs> um, so those are those are my um, those are my my first picks. Moving on <clears throat> to uh, my defender. Now this is this is a it was a simple pick really. Uh, and my defender, sole defender, is Matilda Wormwood from Matilda. Right. First of all, one of the best characters I I think in fiction. I think she's amazing. I love it. Um, now she's also a good character. Obviously, not going to get any any cards because she is just going to do everything by the book. She loves doing things by the book. Oh, loves it. Um, Again, with Willy Wonka, and there is a slight risk she might die because she is a child. But I'm willing to, I'm willing to, um, to take that risk. I think that she's going to be okay because her main tactic, though, is just going to be your attacker is running up to the ball, and then there's no ball there anymore. She's just moved it like two feet. It doesn't have to be far. Just, <laughs> just uh, I haven't uh, seen it or read it in a while. She has tele. She can move stuff with her mind. That's right. Yeah, telepathic telekinesis. powers. Yeah, te- yeah, telekinesis. Ge- telekinesis. telekinesis. That's yeah. the one. She's Jedi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're going to be running up to the ball to try and kick it, and it's just no longer there. I mean, and like she is going to be ma- taking the phrase "moving the goalposts" incredibly literally. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I am. Um, I think that I actually don't think you need to say much more about her. She's just a great pick all round. Any thoughts? Yeah, I have one. You said that she plays it completely by the book. Yeah, I mean. I, I see what you mean. She does love a book, but she does also enter what I would call a systematic campaign of torment against her head teacher, mm. which isn't by the book. She literally breaks the rules I, for good reasons, but I just think that, you know, it, I worry that her sense of justice might take over, and if she sees injustice, she might break the rules. I, I don't think she's a, a player with I no, like uh, that in a player, though. Mm, I think, yeah, I think that's I'm a, not that's saying a, I don't like it. Yeah, positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's certainly true. I, I think... I think Given the uh, the chances of you know doping from Danny the Champion of the World slash Danny the Pusher of East Sussex uh, and Willy Wonka's sort of and the BFG basically kidnapping people, I really think that the chance that she might <laughs> you know ping a few buttons at someone is a little bit small fry. But I do appreciate <laughs> that you know there's a chance that it might happen. Um, yeah, that's my that's my defender, and I'm going to wrap up with my final player. Um, my <laughs> You remember I, I was talking to you guys about how I'm going to receive the angry rebuttal. I think I've done quite well so far in not getting that, but that's because Very well. it's impressed. all coming right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> Indol, I have gone. I've gone back, guys, back to uh, to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I thought about maybe having, you know, Mike TV. He's got like great reflexes from playing video games. I thought about having Veruca Salt, but really I just wanted Verucas. Be just good, wouldn't it, to just give everyone Verucas? But instead, <laughs> I've gone for the only obvious pick. It's Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe, who is Charlie Bucket's grandpa. What? I know. Right. I know. I know. Mm. I'll tell you why. He's been in bed for like how many years? Like years. Like it's implied that he's been in bed for years and years and years, right? He gets straight out of bed and the first thing he does is dances a jig after that many years of muscle atrophy. Just imagine what he'd be like after a week of training. He'd be unbelievable. And that jig is nimble as well. It's not like it's not like a slow old person jig. He's like, he's going some. Uh, and so basically, it's that, that agility, that natural agility he clearly has that I am absolutely harnessing and putting him in goal. I think he's he's always protecting Charlie in in the in the factory as well, you know, making sure he doesn't get lured away. Looking after Charlie, I like that sort of like that protective nature. Um, but really, it's the jig that did it for me. I just think he's going to be mad nimble. Um, in terms of him being in goal, he's he's very used to sort of just remaining sedentary for long periods of time, and then suddenly bang jig. So like if the ball is all down down the other end for a long long time, 
suddenly bang jig doesn't matter he's already got that agility in his bones um and the final point really away from the jig that i really like about grandpa joe is i really like that he's sort of like already living the footballer lifestyle right like i'm I'm talking i'm talking in terms of his sex life particularly right i don't know if you remember at the beginning of sort of like the covid situation there was an allegation that kyle walker had broken lockdown for a sex party Right, that was that was the allegation that he'd broken and yeah. locked down for a sex party. Grandpa Joe's been like just in bed for the whole time, just like with his wife, somebody else's wife, just swapping. Like you're telling me that in the thirty years <laughs> they were in bed, there was nothing, not even like a little bit of hand stuff, nothing at all. No, he's already <laughs> in the lifestyle. He's he's got it. He, yeah, he's swapping around. He's used to sharing with his teammate, his teammate, the other grandpa, <laughs> and I just think it's lovely to see. <laughs> And also, he can behave that strongly, and that he's that agile, and he's only eaten cabbage soup for, like, ever. For ages. Imagine what he's going to do with just, like, one Nutri-Grain bar. He's going to be wicked. He's been in bed for 20 years, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah, this, exactly. How, what, why is he in goal? Because he's used to staying still and being super nimble. I said, as soon as he comes out, it's nimble straight away. Blah, 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 blah. And he's not got to worry. Like, I'm worried about people in goal who, you know, haven't got the, aren't used to remaining that still and then still having that level of agility immediately. In- immediately. He finds out, golden ticket, jig. Golden ticket, jig. He's just been in bed, just fingering. <laughs> just all day long. Just, 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 he's been in there eating cabbage soup and fingering for weeks. Years he's been in there for. And like, and, Ah, oh, and I just think it uh, <laughs> nimble he's been, jig. He's been smoking a pipe every day for twenty years. Exactly, and he can still do that jig. What are you talking about? That's one jig. This is a ninety-minute football match, mate. He stands on his feet for the whole tour, for the whole tour of of Willy Wonka's <laughs> Chocolate Factory. He doesn't use a single a sting a single travelator. He doesn't get on a stairlift once. <laughs> it's got to be the worst reasoning i've ever heard because <laughs> he can stand he up <laughs> manages to stay standing for a tour is the reason he'd be a good that's unbelievable and the lifestyle stuff. and the jig you keep missing the jig guys i really feel like you're not listening to the importance of the jig yeah but i have seen football and it's i'll say it's let's say it's rare that a goalkeeper jigs yeah, the but ball you do away. need the, you do need the agility you need the agility i think it's the good agility. matt's looking scared um <laughs> yeah just a couple of extra little bits. Obviously, I'm the home team, so just a few things to be aware of. Um, my kit guy uh, is... Now, I, I didn't choose anybody from this world for my team for obvious reasons. It's a, it's a future team. But um, my kit guy, who might get poached by this team, is Q from You Only Live Twice, because Roald Dahl wrote the screenplay for it. So uh, the James Bond kit guy, <laughs> Q, uh, that is going to be my, uh, my kit guy. I, now, I didn't put him on the pitch for obvious reasons, but I think he's allowed to be my kit guy, right? Um, yeah, I'm just amazed by this fact. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Yep, You Only Live Twice, Roald Dahl did the screenplay for it. Also, my team bus is Chitty Chitty yeah. Bang Bang. Same what? thing. Same thing. Roll down right the screenplay. <laughs> and um, obviously I'm the home team. So my the balls we use here are very specific. We do not use regular footballs. We use peaches that have been swollen to standard football size. So it's sort of James and the <laughs> and the really noticeably large peach, but not giant, certainly. <laughs> sure. And uh, so the ball boy's James. <laughs> the ball boy's James, yeah. He, the, th- the problem is every time he gets the peach out, he's really like he has to like just pull out the caterpillars and put them on a new peach and like uh, and this is actually why it took so long for the peach to get giant because every time they they nearly got there they were bringing it onto a football pitch it was getting battered and then you know it, it took ages um so yeah so there we go so that's that's my team yeah I, <laughs> I, 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 i'm a little bit upset about grandpa like we could have had the grand high witch but no <laughs> yeah you could have yeah. done could have had an aunt who, who can turn who can turn people into mice can't you do a jig 
don't think so. And you... Yeah. I reckon she could do a jig. I reckon most... she probably could. Has she been slamming it on the weekly? Shown in a, in a... a jig once can do it. Yeah, but has she been slamming it on the weekly in a four-way orgy? I don't think so. Grandpa Joe has. Stamina. Grandpa Joe. He's definitely in the driving seat of those orgies. <laughs> you know that for sure. yeah. Also, what... Like, just in terms of brains, like, my guy, J- Grandpa Joe, isn't interested in going to work... Even though he quite clearly can, he's just going to stay in bed, eating cabbage soup, getting it on the reg and claiming benefits. And I, I absolutely, I applaud the, the, the thought process behind that. Right. Okay, then. Remind <laughs> us of your team, Robin. With pleasure. Remind us of the whole lineup. With pleasure. My team is, as a sole striker, Danny, champion of the world. Uh, as my attacking midfielder, Willy Wonka, defensive mid, BFG, defender, Matilda Wormwood. And in goal, I have the man, the myth, the sexual legend, Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Interesting choices. Uh, coming up, <laughs> coming up, we have manager Matt with his Dr. Zeus team after these messages. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk Now here with Team Dr. Zeus, it's Matthew. Let's go through the players, Matt. Who have we got? Uh, get ready, my friends, from a player selection. You'll love them so much, you'll get an erection. You might well be wondering, as I say every line, for the whole of this podcast, will I be making them all sound alike? No, no, I'm not going to rhyme the whole time. That'd be <laughs> annoying. Uh, it'd be a lot of work. We try to do this as a, as a low admin thing. So, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got Dr. Zeus. This is good. I actually, for uh, for all these, yeah, I, I stole the uh, the books from my, uh, from my nephew. So... I only watched the movie of one of these. I am actually going for full literature here. Uh, so here we have, uh, first up in defense, I've got The Grinch uh, from mm. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And uh, basically there's there's some some pretty strong uh, bonuses here. What I've decided, I mean, I, you can't do, a, I've got to do a bit of Dr. Zeusing. So every time I tell you the main tactic, I shall mm. do it, uh, a la Zeus. The Grinch is covered in the greenest of fur since the day that he was born. So his main tactic is to lie down naked and pretend that he's the lawn. <laughs> and the other team's attackers make their way right up the field. The naked of the body of the Grinch will serve as a defensive shield. <laughs> They're sure to trip and stumble upon his cumbersome bum, then be taken off with twisted ankles, sucking their yumbersome thumbs. 
So that's uh, it's a tactic I've actually used every time. Two times already. <laughs> uh, when we did Star Wars, Yoda gets naked, lies down, he becomes invisible. He's green. The Hulk in the Marvel lies down naked. He's green. This one, the Grinch, it works surely better than the rest because he's like furry and green, which texturally is much more like the grass. But it is still the same tactic. Get naked, lie down, you're green. You keep pushing this one, don't you? It's going to work one time. This is the surely this is the most likely it's going to work because he's. Furry. Yeah, I mean, how many of those matches have you won? <laughs> I am at the bottom of the leaderboard, Sam. Uh, yeah, so I'm going for the lay down naked thing. Uh, he's a defender in this time, uh, so I'm going to have him near the goal. Naked. So trip trip hazard on the way to the goal. That's the bit where you want to not trip over the most. <laughs> Look at that. Your football knowledge is coming along. He, Thanks, he's. A, I think it's a good choice for defender because I mean he literally steals stuff. If he can steal Christmas, he can probably nick a ball from. Yeah, from yeah. Attacker. He'll steal the ball like he's stealing presents under a tree for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and his his passion is to stop the opposition coming like it's Christmas morning. Yeah. If he gets his mind set on this thing, he's uh, he's gonna be real sort of. Yeah, a Grinch about it. Oh, look, it's the phrase. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna he's gonna try and stop this from happening, uh, especially if the opposition, if the baddies are full of jubilation, then he's gonna hate that even more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If if Grandpa Joe's <laughs> skipping away to a like a, a jolly little rhyme, ooh, ooh, that's gonna that's gonna rile him right up. He'll be shagging. <laughs> Willy, and Willy Wonka's got his squirrel. But presumably Grinch has got Max, who's a very, very smart dog. Yeah, Max a very smart dog. Uh, the, the Grinch disguises Max as a reindeer. And I mean, that's helpful. Not only is he, disguised, <laughs> but he, can, is he a dog, which, you know, chases after balls, very irritating. Uh, but uh, he can disguise himself as a num- number of things, like a non-convincing reindeer. Uh, reindeer, I would be skittish. You guys ever go near a horse? And even if you've been around a horse a million times, you're still a little bit nervous. Reindeer mm. is a horse with antlers. So <laughs> yes. you're going to be nervous. I, yeah. I'm infamously quite scared of horses because they are to be respected and not ridden. <laughs> <laughs> you're always saying that. Uh, terrifying. <laughs> I am. Yeah, you've got a tattoo of it. I've seen it. Uh, yeah, Grinch was like a good pick, man. Uh, you know, I, I think that the stealing, the, the fact that he's a known crook is, is, yeah. it works in your favour here. Yes, and uh, I think in the yeah, in the Grinch he he collects all of the stolen bits and bobs, and he generally collects a lot of junk and uh, and keeps it in his cave. So if he sort of buries uh, buries all these stolen goods in the opposite goal, then that's that's his cave for the uh, ninety minutes of this game. Ninety <laughs> minutes and a five aside, same at the same length. I mean, technically no, but let's just say yeah. Ah! <laughs> Wait, he's he's burying it all in the opposite goal, because then he's just scoring if it's the ball. Yes, he should steal the ball and bury it in the opposite goal. And pretend it's his cave. Brilliant. For his motivation. I know a lot of a lot of professional athletes need their motivation. So this is the Grinches. That's how it works. Uh, so if that's my defence, so I uh, I have even further back from defence. I have the goalkeeper. I'm going to go from Horton. Uh, from Horton, here's a who. Yeah. Uh, I shall of course begin with the main tactic. Horton is an elephant. That's not the only news. His passion is to keep safe the town of the Who's. The Who's of Whoville don't want life to be over. They're teeny and tiny on a speck on a clover. So in the Gullmouth we'll be placing their town, and Horton will guard it when the shit goes down. Balls from the left and the right and the centre will likely not find any way to enter. So that's the thing with Horton. He's, he spends the duration of his story protecting a clover with a town of people on it. So you put that clover in, in your own goal, he's going to protect it. 
And uh, that's that's his incentive. That I mean, that was a beautiful little story. Once again, motivation, darlings. Motivation. I like that you've got real tactics to sort of inspire your players to do well, not just to try and win, but... Look, people are going to die if you don't play well in this match. <laughs> it's the first thing I do when I sign a player is I sit them down and I just, you know, mug a hot cocoa. Guys, what's what what motivates you? What what gets you up in the morning? <laughs> and that's what we're going to literally place in a goal or you know in the field. Um, obviously, here's some other benefits. Uh, if he's in goal, he's he's really big. He's an elephant. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was looking up a, a five-a-side goal is. Uh, 16 foot across an elephant is 24 foot across <laughs> five side goal is four foot tall an elephant 10 foot tall so he he could actually guard a couple of goals sorry uh, all in one go a five side goal is only four foot tall yeah it blew my mind i mean i think when we're doing we haven't really talked about size of goals in the actual five side stuff but yeah it's only four foot tall it's almost like it's a smaller game <laughs> when king kong was in goal he shouldn't have let any goals in i'm really he sorry didn't. if he did that's <laughs> terrible <laughs> He, yeah, he did, entire- actually. He let in several <laughs> goals. Let me remind you all. But even a, a full-size football goal, uh, an elephant's going to be taking up a fair amount of that uh, real estate, I would say. Yeah, he's also quite he's quite athletic, isn't he? Like, he's he, he gets is. about. He, yeah, yeah. He, uh, certainly from the, the movie version. On the, in the book, he barely moves at all. It's like it's a still image. Uh, however, in the, uh, in the movie, oh, it's great, great film. He's, uh, yeah, begins his morning routine doing amazing flips and whatnot into the into the sea. He's good. I think he can walk on his legs, which is like a human. Uh, which <laughs> all a elephants can walk on their are. legs, mate. <laughs> That's how elephants walk. On the, on the back legs. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's a good point. So, yeah, so he's if he stands up on his back legs, and he's got his two front legs. We'll call them arms for the purposes of this as a goalie. Yeah. He also has massive ears and a nose, what with being an elephant. Yeah. So he has seven limbs to defend with. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's good. good. That's nearly octopus levels. <laughs> I mean, it could, you could, say, you could say eight limbs. He is, a, he is a boy elephant, isn't he? So eight limbs. He's a boy elephant. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing going between the legs. <laughs> You, you've got you've got to think that a, tr- a trunk just sounds helpful. I, I feel like he's going to be um, good with long throws. You know, a, a goalkeeper who can be accurate with long throws is very helpful for distribution purposes. And I just think that trunk, it's going to be helpful. Yeah, man. I saw a, an elephant in a zoo throw a mango once. So, <laughs> Did you? That's so there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> a mango yeah. is about it's a bit small. It's, it's like it's a, a size three ball instead of a five, sure. but... Yeah. Oh, if this was Patonk, then he's he's absolute clear choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, sh- I should highlight. I've known you for fifteen years. How have I not heard this story? It's brilliant. <laughs> We've heard so many boring stories from you, Matt. You never talked about the mango elephant before. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I just want to highlight at this point that the uh, the peach is actually bigger than uh, mango size, unfortunately. So just just so uh, you know, he's already got the ex- he's already got the fruit experience. He's got the stone in center fruit experience. <laughs> the training you can't you can't pay for that. You got to come with that. You got to go board with it. Um, I, I just like. Early doors here. This athletic elephant with a passion for protecting um, does feel like a slightly better goalkeeper choice than an mm. old man who bangs well, and, and jigs. <laughs> only if only he'd picked a high witch who can turn people into mice, which scare elephants. <laughs> if only. <laughs> but he didn't. Uh, Matt, I love this. I love this goalkeeper pick. Sure, and uh, it follows the uh, quite popular tradition on this podcast where if you can have an animal in goal, we tend to go for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's a popular choice. Um, so moving forward, we have uh, in attack, uh, we have the cat in the hat from the cat in the hat. And I think that's his name. <laughs> I've read it. And it's not called, he's called George the cat in the hat. 
So uh, <laughs> first up, I was obviously looking through the uh, through the story to try and find his skills, and there is an entire section where he lists his skills. He shows mm-hmm. off his skills. So this is essentially from from the actual book uh, this time. Uh, so he can hold up a cup and some milk and a cake. He can hold up some books and a fish on a rake. He can hold a toy ship, a little toy man. When with his tail, he can hold a red fan. He can fan with the fan as he hops on a ball, but that is not all. Oh, no, not all at all. So he can do a bunch of stuff, <laughs> uh, all of that. He can, basically, he can hold a bunch of stuff on a ball. Uh, which I say is he can he can hold his team up and on a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also like a as a striker, being a hold up striker, you know, being uh, up front and and letting your team catch up with you holding that ball up there and waiting for a dangerous moment. That's a valuable striker move. Great, and that's a, a footballing term. <laughs> oh yeah, someone who's holding up a hold up striker. Yeah. <laughs> so the cat in the hat is my hold up striker. Uh, he's like, oh, stand and deliver. Get off the highway unless you got some gold. Can hold up. Okay. Uh, now he's uh, he's got some other uh, benefits. Uh, so he can he can break into an enemy half like he's breaking into a house of two unattended children, as per the story. Uh, he's there for the uh, for the headers, of course, because he's got a giant hat that's twice the size of his own head on on top. So he, you know, header. Yeah. He's the one to aim for. It's stripy, uh, so that's easier to see than just, like, face-coloured. <laughs> uh, so that's fantastic. So here they're for headers. And finally, he is a nightmare for anyone with cat allergies. <laughs> Try winning the Champions Cup with a sniffle. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like I like the cat in the hat. He, It's big name, isn't it? It's big name. You've, sometimes mm, it's good. you, you need to have your big name players. I feel as well, like, because his main purpose is to entertain right he's there to try he's trying to do tricks yes. and stuff so he's going to be a he's flair a player yeah absolutely people showman. are going to want to yeah. watch this he's going to be very popular with the fans uh especially as he famously of course holds a red fan he can fan <laughs> yes with a fan yes he can <laughs> good merch if it's a bit it's a warm day fans with yeah. fans fans with fans uh people like cat face paint hats hats on heads heads on hats How is about he that? is he bringing um Thing one and two. Thing one and two are on the on the bench at the moment. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're a choice of stuff for the bench. Uh, I have them. Uh, actually, I, I, you know, I did have them on the bench, and I thought actually no, they'd be better in uh, serving refreshments. So in refreshments, you'd have thing one and thing two. One lays out their buns, two sheds out his goo. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa <laughs> Joe is interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's where I'm using those guys. A little halftime snack. Uh, other than that, I mean, a cat. He uh, cat, cats are quick. Oh, try mm-hmm. try catching a cat that doesn't want to be caught. <laughs> Fail. No one's ever done it. It's never been seen. Uh. And he's got he's got um, he puts his stuff in a big red box, right? So he's good in the box. He does we a know big this. box? Oh my god! Yeah, he's he's great in the box. Yeah, knows exactly what he's doing he's in the a box. Good um, he yeah, it's weird actually. Uh, looking into Doctor Zeus books, yeah, he in the story he breaks into a house of two unattended children. Uh, and then, but uh, in the end, uh, spoiler alert, uh, he he disappears. And of course, you do kind of wonder: was the cat ever there? With the children going slowly mad. Um, but yeah, uh, Doctor Zeus loves uh, loves our these characters, like the Grinch breaking into houses of children, kind of messing with them a bit and disappearing, and no one believes that he was there. <laughs> so uh, for the children fans in the audience, they're just going to be uh, real messed up, real messed up. Did I see what I saw? I don't know. 
Oh, you mean fans that are children? You said, okay. (laughs) Not actual fans. In the audience, we have fans that are children, fans that are grown-ups, fans that are fans. Yeah, you you said children (laughs) fans, and I was like, I don't know if they're going to be in the audience, but I hear what you're saying, and I agree. Oh, children fans. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, we don't want any of them around. (laughs) Okay, no. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, okay, I I do have another defender, uh, because I I forgot again what the midfielder position does, so I've gone back to my strategy of two defence, two attack. (laughs) So another defender I'm using is the Lorax. Now, this one, uh, my nephew did not have the book, so I uh, <laughs> had to uh, had to change around a bit. So the Lorax, a protector of flowers and trees, a fact that I got from watching the movies. Sure, I saw the film because I fancied a laugh, but I thought it was crap. Only watched the first half. I don't know how it ends, only how it begins, with convoluted singing songs that they sing. But the main point I got was the Lorax protects the hell out of trees, so it's trees we'll erect. Instead of goalposts, we'll grow goals out of wood, as long as the referee says that we could. So are we? Are we allowed to have our goal made of fresh trees so that he protects them? I mean, it's you are so nicely in the form of rhyme. Um, I can't see why not. You know, we, we, we've the rules of our football games have been stretched to the point that multiple murders have gone unpunished on the pitch so i think the simple act of growing a tree into a goal it, it seems fine by me if it's your home pitch it might not be your decision if it's the if you're the away team for mm. for example in my game of thrones team i wasn't allowed the wall in goal <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i stand by that decision <laughs> so this, i have to take this up with the other manager yeah, yeah. I'm going to allow it you know i as the other manager what? i feel like i i'm going to i'm going to allow it i i feel like I've got Grandpa Joe in goal, and that's the best pick ever made in Fantasy Five. So I just think it's only fair that if you need if you need wooden sticks, that's a, that's an accessibility issue, and that's something that Grandpa Joe really understands. So uh, allowed. Cheers, babe. All right, game recognized game. Love it. Well, so the other manager has usurped the referees. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that I had the to choose. Adjudicators. It's, my, it's my pitch. Well, he has to choose. Yeah, sure. you did. I mean, you did say that, Sam. And Robin has crazily agreed to it. Well, I hope it doesn't come back to bite you in the ass, Robin. If there's Let's one thing out. Grandpa Joe's used to, it's having massive wood. So he's going to allow it. He's going to allow it this time. <laughs> there it is. Uh, uh, do you know, I think of all the podcasts, this children's book one is the smartest we've done yet. Um, Easily. Other facts about the Lorax. Uh, he's got some pretty good uh, facial hair. So, he, uh, so it, it occurred to me that he'll be quick on his feet. Because when people ask why he has to run and what is on his face, he says, moustache. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's not likely to stick his neck out for the other team, uh, for his team, because he doesn't actually have one. <laughs> he doesn't have a neck. Uh, it's the only downside I was realizing about this uh, character. He doesn't have a neck. He's not going to be good for the headers. However, this does mean that he can be a sort of through the legs player. Probably not with Grandpa Joe, from the sounds of things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's short, and indeed in his film, uh, it proves that well, it's balls. So he's good with that as well. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 very tiny. He's probably about the size of a uh, of an average sized peach. So that that could be a a, a, a tactic. Oh, is is he small? Is he peach sized? Uh, he's average size peach size, as in like not quite a giant peach. He's like a ball size. <laughs> he's like the size of a ball. Okay, yeah, I just like can't a, quite he's tiny. Him. He's like furry orange and has a big yellow mustache. Sorry, you like think Danny yeah. DeVito? You think that an average sized peach is the size of a football? Is that what you're saying? 
No, no, no. I'm going by your logic. <laughs> right, okay. Your giant peach isn't a giant peach. It's an slightly above larger average peach. peach. Understood. Understood. So okay. Understood. I'm following you. On Understood. That. Very good. Uh, yeah. So essentially, he protects the goal uh, like it's a tree, and he runs between people's legs. I mean, That's my Lorax. It, it feels good, and and I really do think the uh, allowing of the uh, the the trees the tree goalpost is is going to be huge for the Lorax on the pitch. It's going to be massive. Uh, well, finally, that brings me to my uh, second attacker, the fox in socks. Uh, now, I read through this book, and uh, what I learned is, well, I'm going to pick him because he's already got some of the kit. That's it. <laughs> That's my rhyme. He's got socks. <laughs> he's got socks. Uh, other than that, this book is mental. It is... Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I can, I'll can. read you. I'll read you an excerpt and you tell me what you think <laughs> is happening. When a fox is in the bottle where the Tweetle Beetles battle with their paddles in a puddle on a noodle-eating poodle, this is what they call a Tweedle Beetle Noodle Poodle Bottle Paddle Muddle Duddle Fuddle Waddle Fox in Socks, sir. Guys, can someone call 999? I'm having a stroke. <laughs> That is, that is that book. So for all I know, that just said, oh, he's he's really quick on uh, on the wing. He's <laughs> he's a, a vicious striker. Uh, he's had three championships. That's that could have said that, and we wouldn't know. But he's got socks. When when people say, oh, kids just talk rubbish, it's <laughs> it's the adults' fault, really, isn't it? <laughs> Show. I mean, that was particularly bananas, isn't it? Uh, I mean, the reason I, I like the the fox in socks here because if he's up front, he can be the fox in socks in the box. Mm. Uh, like the fox in the box is a, is a classic way of describing a striker who's nips in and grabs the goal. Another football term. Yeah. Crazily, you've accidentally put together quite an effective partnership of a hold-up striker who's going to wait for the moment and then a fox in the <laughs> box who can just poach the goal at the right moment. Uh, the duo is actually pretty impressive. <laughs> we were talking. We were talking about Fox in the Box literally hours ago, weren't we, Tom? Two words: Francis yeah. Jeffers. We Francis Jeffers. In the box. All part of a cunning plan. Also, I'm uh, just looking at the uh, illustrations. He wears socks on all four of his legs, so he uh, <laughs> I guess that legally means he can kick with any one of his four limbs. He's a fox. Yeah, he doesn't have hands. He's got legs. <laughs> Hold on, the it's elephant's great. got hands. What's going on here? Well. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although with the elephant, he can use all all of his seven, uh, uh, unless he's excited, eight limbs. So as long as maybe if we put socks on all of them, uh, yeah. But that's that's all I had on the fox and the socks. Uh, in terms of actually Doctor Zeus' main characters, you've uh, really got to go for the title characters, and he was one of them. Mm. Mm. He's also a fox. So he's, he's just a fox. sly. Sly foxes are by their very nature probably quite good at football. Yes, <laughs> sly, cunning, sleek. Sleek. It's good. They, yeah. I think they burrow. I can. Uh, I can use my. They can burrow under the pitch and pop out anywhere. Uh, it all makes sense. Perfect. Uh, so I do have a few other uh, characters on the bench. I've got a uh, Cindy Lou Who, who's uh, she was the little girl in the Grinch. Who uh, I've looked it up, and uh, the film version grows up fit. So uh, with that in mind, she's <laughs> going to be athletic. Monson. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to have the uh, the mayor of Whoville. He's going to sub on. So uh, Whoville being. Uh, typically either on a snowflake or on a speck being guarded by uh, Horton. So he's real crazy microscopic. So the uh, tactic when he subs on is to climb up a baddie's ear and go into uh, a baddie's ear holes and start playing who trombone like a loud sort of hubilation and cause permanent (laughs) hearing damage, which makes it harder for them to hear. Oh, I'm passing to you. The guy's got hearing damage. You can't hear that. Oh, the ball's (laughs) gone wide. I'm passing. Look around, please. Nope, didn't hear it. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
solid, solid. Um, have you got any, you've you've got a thing one and two uh, presenting the food to the yes, to the doing people. the the gooey bun refreshments. Yeah, yeah. and then that's uh, that's the whole shebang really. So uh, love it. Give a quick recap. Uh, I've uh, is my two defenders. I have the Grinch and the Lorax. As my two attackers, I have the Cat in the Hat and the Fox in Socks. And in goal, I have Horton, who hears a who. Well, there we have it. The Doctor's Use team joining the Roll Doll team. I'm looking forward to the match. It's coming up soon. Before we head into the match, we need to have a pre-match press conference with the managers to see how they're feeling about the teams that they will be playing. Robin, you've now heard the Doctor's Use team. How do you think the Roll Dahl team are going to cope? Sam, this game is going to be over quicker than the idea of a European Super League. Uh, Matt's half-naked animals of which 100% of his team is just like half-naked animals and you have to assume they are half-naked because they specify the clothes they're wearing in two cases so you have to assume that the rest is absence they've got no chance they're going to end up in a world of pure imagination then they're going to end up in a bottle in the BFG's larder never to be seen again I predict an 8-0 victory for my team here very (laughs) confident words from the home manager. Let's see how the away manager feels, Matt. I'm pretty happy with the players I chose. In fact, I'm already in my victory pose. In my eyes is the prize. I don't have no sick dreads. And the Roldal team sound like a bunch of inadequate players. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we have it. There is only one thing left to do. It's time for kickoff. Welcome to the stadium here in the Twitz's Garden. Completely birdless and with a fresh-baked pie cooling on the windowsill. The Roldal team arriving in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Dr. Zeus team, of course, arriving in a makeshift sleigh being pulled by a reindeer dog. Kids' books, huh? <laughs> you don't say. Absolutely nobody has touched the pre-match snack of a five-foot raisin. No, I think that's because you can very clearly see the sleeping pills sticking out of it. Not one of Wonka's best creations. There's the whistle, and they're off. The Grinch immediately lies down naked in the box there. Let's see if this tactic has any effect at all. It doesn't seem to be working in the early stages, as the Doctor's Use manager has tried that tactic on every other game so far, and the Roll Dahl manager, well, he's wise to it. Just another sad green naked dude. It's looking good for Team Roldar here as Danny, champion of the world, surges past the Lorax down the left wing. A nice little one-two with Willy Wonka. Danny lines up a shot, but a pheasant in mild peril on the edge of the pitch completely distracts him. And the shot, well, it's got no power. It's an easy save for Horton, who hears the boo of the Roldar supporters. Grandpa Joe in the Roldar goal, waiting for his moment to jig into action. He's very comfortable in the box. Just got Grandma Josephine. The big friendly giant here with a big friendly pass to Willy Wonka. Wonka attempts an elaborate step over. Oh, but he's lost it as the Grinch slides in with the steel. Uh, he thumps it right over to Crumpet and up to the cat in the hat. Matilda is applying pressure on the edge of the area. Psychically, of course. She's actually sat by the halfway line. The cat resists and crosses it into the box for the fox in socks, who, shock upon shocks, unlocks the defence and then has the sense to dispense the ball back to the cat in the hat. And just like that, around the giant, who's way too compliant, he's megged him, controlled, and it's pegged at the goal. Blast right past the... Old age pensioner attempting some sort of jig? 
it's 1-0 to Dr. Zeus. How did the keeper think jigging would stop a football? No idea. I hope he has at least one other tactic up his tweed sleeves. The Grinch seems to have gotten out his day planner and is choosing now to sort out his schedule. Ten o'clock, wallow in shelf pity. Eleven o'clock, scream at the walls! Cat in the Hat takes on Matilda for possession, but the cat is defeated like a cat that's had loads of school books thrown at it. Well, because it has. Matilda passes up to the BFG, who takes a hit straight to the Snozcumber. Ooh, that looked like it hurt. Team's use now regain possession as the Lorax muscles past the giant. Lorax to Grinch. Grinch to Fox. Fox to Cat. This is some lovely teamwork as the Cat in the Hat uses his big red fan to blow the ball past. Grandpa Joe, what's he going to do? It's another jig. He, he's jigging again. No, no. Oh, it's in. Oh, it's 2-0 to Team's use. BFG is now looking to steal the ball just like he inadvertently steals children. The Grinch still planning as the game carries on around him. 1.30, write hate mail to myself. 2 o'clock, open letters and weep. 2.15, reread letters and weep. Half time now and George giving out some marvellous medicine to the Dahl team just to G them up for the second half. The hope here that they will grow as big as a house? And that they won't vanish into nothingness. No growth at all. It seems to be standard cowpole. Uh, lots of complaints at half-time from families has resulted in the cat in the hat and the fox in socks returning to the pitch as the cat in a hat and a pair of shorts and the fox in socks and chinos. It's not quite as catchy, but it is far more appropriate. Second half is underway, and the Grinch doesn't seem to have the aerobic fitness of the rest of the team. Yes, the team doctor has mentioned that a cautionary MRI showed that his heart is two sizes too small. Meanwhile, famous shagger Grandpa Joe is having to nip to the sidelines for his diabetes medication, so there may be a small break in play. Willy Wonka makes a probing run towards the Lorax and stops immediately. The Lorax presses forward to regain possession, and Willy Wonka takes two steps back, and oh, oh, oh no, it's child's play for Willy Wonka, as the Lorax slips into a world of pure imagination. Willy Wonka is desperately trying to show the Lorax his chocolate waterfall, but the Lorax has other ideas. The Lorax is imagining himself scoring six goals, and, and just like that, it's 8-0 to Dr. Zeus. This has not worked out for Willy. <laughs> the Lorax now imagining that Willy Wonka has woozle warts, so he won't be joining us for the rest of the game. Woozle warts? Yeah, it's a type of cock fungus, Sam. Well, Team Zeus has subbed off the cat in the hat, but it's well, it's not clear who has been subbed on. Uh, uh, oh, there's uh, what is happening out there to Danny, champion of the world? Yeah, he's he's clutching his eye. Uh, he's yelling. He's yelling out in agony. We can see the medics heading out to him now. We're just waiting on word and, uh, uh, well, it seems that the microscopic mayor of Whoville has found his way into Danny's optic nerve and has severed it with a musty, crusty, rusty old saw. <laughs> what a character. It's quite a bold tactic to employ when you're already 8-0 up and the whistle is about to blow. And there's the final whistle. It is an 8-0 
Demolition. Dr. Zeus running out winners. What a game. Let's get the reactions from the managers. Robin, you predicted an 8-0 victory. However... It was an 8-0 loss. It's a bloody fix, Sam, is what it is. It's a fix. I can't believe it. It's, it's almost like my tactic of having just a famous shagger who dances a lot in goal didn't pay off. I really thought that because of the amazing synergy between BFG, uh, Willy Wonka, World of Pure Imagination, I, I just thought I don't really need to worry about the rest of the team, but it turns out that it, Grandpa Joe is too old and not good enough at football and... <laughs> I'll accept it on this occasion, but I'll be back. I'll be back with another famous shagger next time. Next time you heard it here first, Robin's going to put himself in goal. <laughs> Matt, your Zeus team, 8-0 winners. How's it? How, how, oh, you must it, be delighted. It feels great to have a victory. Uh, on the on our leaderboard, how many points do you get for a win? It's three, three. points for a win. Three points for a win. Do you know what that means, guys? I've just gone from loser of the group to joint loser of the group. (laughs) It is true. I mean, it is getting tight on the leaderboard. Let's just have a quick little update. Uh, Matt is right. He he joins Robin on six points. They've both got six points, but only two points ahead. uh, Myself, Sam, and uh, Tom. So it's all to play for. It's tight. It's tight as the season comes to a close. There's more points on offer with a few more games left of the season. Let's see who runs out winners uh, as you join us, hopefully, in the weeks to come. And then you get to find out who wins. It's, it's, It's very exciting stuff. It's very exciting stuff. Bloody exciting. Let us know what you thought of today's teams. All the results on social media we are at noise next door on twitter instagram and facebook uh we'd love we'd love to hear from you uh, a huge thank you to the incredible producer paul for making producer paul that sounds like a dr zeus character <laughs> paul. Uh, thank you to, thank you to paul for making us sound great please follow fantasy 5 on your preferred podcast provider and give us a five star review if that's something you can do next week you simply must tune in we have a special guest episode. We're going to be joined by actual football pundit Jim Campbell uh, as he brings a team of robbers to go up against Sam's cops. Does crime pay? We will find out next week. We'll see you then. It's time for us to hit the showers. Hey, cat in the hat and pair of shorts. Hey, farting, farting chinos. The shower's pretty warm today. Oh... Oh no, this isn't a shower. Sorry, guy. I thought this was a giant urinal. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.